Season 4, Episode 1, Mel's Offer. I'll start us off by saying, I really like Bucatini al Matricana. It's one of my favorite Italian dishes. I'm not sure I've ever had it, but I did notice, like, if you're in a restaurant where there aren't menus, and the waiter is basically reciting the menu, like, the waiter has to speak English in, in America. Like, this waiter was not speaking English. Not at all. And he goes back and forth. The first time he says it's rigatoni matricana, and then he goes to bucatini. Oh, he switches it up? Make up your mind. Oh, Make God, different pasta mind. shapes. Yeah. So in the flashback, I actually think that Larry looks older. What do you think? You think he looks older when it was 10 years ago, as they say, to the date. So I think Larry is in his early 60s, maybe. So this would be early 50s. He just has these exaggerated features, which are a lot like... Elderly I think people. make him look goofier and funnier and, like, schlubbier, but I don't know if I see older. Like, the hair is darker. It's big. Uh, and actually, if you see... It's big, him, but it's not... It's not... Like, I think he looks worse. Mm-hmm. I, I think he obviously looks much worse, but I don't know about older. They actually did a good job of making him look like the way he did 10 years previous. Like, he used to have very poofy hair and bigger oh, glasses. Oh, God, if you see, like, real-life photos of him from early Seinfeld era or before, it's hilarious. So I did, like, back in the dreams, the not the dream sequence, but, like, the remembering sequence from 10 years back, uh, Cheryl wanted to be a David, and Larry explained to her that even Davids want to be out of being Davids, and <laughs> no one true. wants to be a David. No one wants to be a David. No Davids. So I really love Mel Brooks, and this season reminds me how much I love him. Uh, he's good in, in all of his scenes. He just he's, has so much charisma, and he's just... I, I can laugh at anything that he does. Yeah, you like him. He's funnier. He's actually funnier than Larry when he's on screen a lot of time. And, like, he he like he takes the mantle from Larry. He's, like, the, the funniest person on screen most of the time. Oh, it's true. He is, like, an absolute master of comedy. Uh, everything about him. Um, Mel Brooks is good. I noted that Larry likes to drink MGD. I, did, I wouldn't peg him as an MGD drinker. As a Miller so or Genuine Draft? Well, he doesn't drink a lot, I don't think, on the show. No, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't peg him as that. No, that that wouldn't be his beer. I wouldn't actually peg him as a beer drinker either, but that wouldn't be his beer. It's a low-brow drink, and I find Larry to be a very high-class citizen. He's he's all about it. So there's nothing to do at night? Uh, well, if you're trying to hit on women, it's best to talk about how you have nothing to do at night. How the, the only things you can do... What you can know is uh, karaoke is the third thing besides movies and bowling. And the problem with bowling is you can never find a ball that fits your finger holes. And then you have to own a ball, but then you hate yourself for owning a ball. And you can't throw a ball out. You have nothing to do with the ball. And this woman really does not care whatsoever about Larry's owning or not owning a bowling ball. I mean, nobody's going to care about this. No, no one's going to care. How this do you not, throw out not... a bowling ball? Yeah, can't put it in the trash. That trash guy's going to bring back your bowling ball. Um, honestly, I don't know how you would throw out a bowling ball, but I wouldn't own one. So I'm never going to have to care. In Pete and Pete, they threw out a bowling ball by bowling it down the street. Did they? And it always came back. Oh, I was just going to say, it would either, in that show, it would either always come back or just go forever. It, it always came back until Artie, the strongest man in the world, uh, threw it off a cliff, I think. Okay, so Larry ends his conversation with with the first girl just hit on with, you want I'm around town. Larry David, I'm around town. Around town. She's not going to look him up around town. She, she's never seeing him again. I don't, I don't want to be a spoiler alert here, but we don't see her again. We don't see her again. I don't think anyone's going to gonna miss it that much either. So they're going to the meeting at Mel Brooks' office. Yeah. And Larry says something like, I have no idea what these meetings are about. And Jeff looks at him and says, I usually know. 
that is so far from the truth. <laughs> Jeff usually doesn't know anything. He he's not you, like you'd think he'd be good at his job because he has a lot of money and he works with high profile clients. But every time you see him in like work mode with Larry, he's a clueless idiot. He doesn't know anything or do anything. He doesn't know anything. And continuing this, when they find the wallet in the in the lobby of the building, the look on Jeff's face, he has no idea what to do with a wallet. He's look he looks at it dead stare and then just looks around well i think if larry wasn't there jeff would just keep the wallet i'm pretty sure about that actually <laughs> especially because there's money in that like that that would be jeff's money you don't think jeff would just like stand there and stare at it and then just walk away doesn't know what to do next no Nothing. idea what to do no thoughts come into his brain so then we go up to the meeting at mel brooks's office and okay. larry gets hit in the head with mel brooks coming out of the bathroom from a door yep but before he does that he uh you know Gets in it a little bit with Mel Brooks's assistant. Exactly. And he, well, she is adopting a baby from China. So Larry wants to give his best take at choosing Asian baby names. What do you think of these suggestions? Fang, Bang, Tang, and Chang. <laughs> it's Wang, not Chang. And Wang. Chang would be yeah. good too. Uh, yeah, well, Chang's used. Chang's in community. Uh, I Personally, I'm going with Bang if I'm naming my kid one of those <laughs> things. Uh, but... But the best part is like he, like the first couple you can tell he's like just, he doesn't, he doesn't think they're great. He's like moving past him. Then he gets to Tang and like light bulb goes off. He's like, you know, Tang's not actually bad. Like, it's, got it's a juice, but it's, it's Asian, but it's a drink. Like he, he thinks Tang's a good idea. Like he's convinced of that. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the scene at the theater. Uh, they have this really fancy establishing shot, um, at the theater where the shot first focuses on the facade, pans down yeah. to Larry at the ticket booth, all in one seamless shot. It's like a very fancy boom shot, like the pool party from season three. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It was, it was exactly like that. Um, so I actually thought Larry was justified to not shake Ben Stiller's hand because Ben Stiller did just sneeze in his hand. I, I, that's on Ben, I think. You're right. Larry doesn't have to shake his hand, but he does this awkward like shoulder yeah. tap. He brings a hand back and like, eh, hits him on the shoulder. Yeah, La- he, he, he doesn't above. do he doesn't do it smooth. Larry's not above just looking at Ben and saying, "You sneeze in your hand. I'm not shaking your hand." La- yeah, Larry that would, that would actually like be that. a very Larry David thing to say, like straight up, like I'm not touching that. Yeah, but instead he does this awkward shoulder, like he puts his whole body into it. He pivots at the waist. Does yeah, this shoulder tap. Yeah, it's so awkward. Awkward movement. And then I've actually thought the end, the final scene. Or he falls asleep and drools on the doctor was... I found that a little forced. I, I don't know. That didn't... Yeah. I just thought it was kind of weird ending to the episode. Overall, yeah. this episode does a good job of setting up the season. Um, well, yeah. I mean, what's interesting about season four is it has two storylines that continue. It's got the 10th anniversary present and Larry and the producers. Hmm. And, like, they're, they're kind of intertwined, but they're also different. And it's the so, first time that Curb's going to try something like that. going to try something like that, and it sets them both up. We know what's going to happen, and... I mean, it's, season four is great, so this gets it started. Gets my vote. 